This podcast episode is powered by Afropods, the world's number one podcasting platform for African stories. Welcome to the Candid Life Podcast, where we turn our broken hallelujahs into melody lines of impact, and I am your host, Lydia Gargo. Today, family, I would like to share with you what inspired me to write a song called Stand For Right. It's a song that I wrote when I was still living back in Manchester, England. I was working at a school and I had experienced something there that really shook my personal world, I suppose. But through that process of struggle, I found light and hope and a song. (laughs) So I thought I would share it with you. Um, I'm going to read the story because it was something that I actually wrote and contributed to a friend's book um, called A Patchwork of Freedom compiled and edited by a lovely lady called Lori Wagner. I just feel that this story hopefully will challenge you to think about a situation in your life where it just seemed grim at the time, but, you know, in hindsight, something good actually came out of it. And um, here we go. It's called The Ring of Roses. That's the chapter that you would find it in. I was teaching in Manchester, England at the time, and one particular Monday, the atmosphere of antagonism in my 11th grade science class grew denser by the minute. Lakeisha and Jaden hurled insults at each other to the amusement of the rest of the students while I stood at the front of the class wondering what had sparked the heated argument. Will you please stop the name calling or you will both be punished, I said raising my voice slightly. Lakeisha responded immediately, but Jaden carried on spewing more offensive words. I knew reasoning would have been a waste of time, and in the midst of Jaden's triad, I interjected, Fine, see me for detention after school. Jaden became enraged and turned on me, calling me every name he could think of. I was stunned. Two previous disciplinary experiences had left me with permanent scars. Once when I was hit several times in the head trying to break up a fight and another when I was shoved during my first pregnancy. The bell rang for lunch and I was able to keep Lakeisha behind as the rest of the students exited. She explained that the argument began when people made fun of Jaden about something he said. I talked to her about her behaviour took a moment to compose myself and reported the incident. On the way home that afternoon, I met Mr. Jackson, the deputy head. He acknowledged the receipt of the report, but to my surprise, seemed to excuse Jaden's behavior, saying Jaden had recently experienced a family bereavement. This annoyed me considerably, and I told him that that was not a reason to condone his disrespectful behavior in the classroom. Mr. Jackson assured me the matter would be addressed and he would keep me informed. Being a part-time science teacher at the time, I missed the Tuesday and returned the following morning. 
As I stood at the photocopier waiting to make copies for my classes, one of the teachers joined me. Lydia, did you hear what happened to Jaden? No, I replied. He was given a one-day detention. They were careful not to contact home because of some family issues. I looked at her in surprise. Mr. Jackson said he was going to contact you about the incident. When I spoke to Mr. Jackson, he said he had sent you an email. An email? I was shocked. Oh, I'm so sorry. I shouldn't have said anything, she said when she saw my reaction. All of a sudden, I felt grief-stricken, betrayed and disappointed. I broke down and cried. I was ushered to a private room and later led to the principal's office. When I sat there, still crying, Mr. Jackson walked in. He saw me and left without a word. That only upset me further. When the head, Mr. Cox, arrived in the office, I shared the details of the incident with him and told him I did not want Jaden in my class ever again. That's not possible, he said, telling me that was not in line with the school ethos. I was left feeling numb with a sense of injustice, questioning my treatment, that perhaps it was because I was black or because Jaden was. The senior deputy, Mrs. Smith, walked into the office. She seemed more sympathetic and comforted me with the strangest words. Lydia, why don't you go home and do something you enjoy? I know you like to sing. I laughed, thinking she must be joking. A pity party seemed the more appropriate response. But I took her advice. Somehow, the seed Mrs. Smith planted settled into my spirit. I went to a community centre to spend time with my friends and found comfort in the studio, singing and listening to music. Late that evening in prayer, the Lord graciously helped me choose to forgive Jaden as well as the school authorities, including Mr. Jackson. The Lord changed my perspective by showing me that his love in action was the key to this situation. This revelation gave me compassion towards Jaden and Mr. Jackson. Pain had blinded my ability to see, but grace had opened my horizon. When I returned to school, I felt vulnerable, but God strengthened me. Jaden was not in class for two weeks, then one morning his tutor informed me he was returning to class. Jaden was brought in to see me and said he was very sorry for his behaviour. I accepted his apology, expressing that my heart's desire was to see him succeed in every area of his life. The short time of sharing face to face was significant. As he spoke, I felt God's compassion and love flowing from me towards Jaden. Jaden apologized in front of the class and normal relations were re-established. Jaden's behavior improved and I noticed the rest of the students were more mindful about their conduct as well. Talking to Mr. Jackson remained a challenge. We greeted one another in the halls but we never mentioned the incident again. One morning, I woke up feeling God's encouragement to thank Mr. Jackson for allowing me to grow through the situation with Jaden. I was at peace and ready to obey, knowing that Proverbs 3, 
5 through 6, which says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will direct your path. At the first opportunity, I acknowledged to Mr. Jackson I had been hurt by how the incident had been handled, but wanted to thank him because God used the situation to make me stronger. He smiled, but said little. Walking away, I felt the freedom of forgiveness and the victory of walking in God's love. That is the background to the song that I wrote, Stand For Right. Enjoy. We live in a world where wrong seems right, where man exchanges truth for a lie. Live in a world where the righteous are shunned and the evil doers seem to thrive. But our God is a righteous judge and his ways are pure and perfect. And as his Wanna stand strong and not wax cold. We just want to stand for right in a world so dark. For the Lord is on our side. We just want to stand for right in a world so dark and let His love be 
Family, I hope this song touched you and the message resonated with you. But the question I have is, you know, what do you do when you feel a sense of injustice? How do you respond? Do you get angry and become reactive? And at the end, not productive? Or do you channel your anger in a way that brings about positive change? The Bible says in Ephesians 4, 26 through to 27, Be angry and sin not. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath or give place to the devil. That is such a warning. The question is why? You know, the Bible says the devil comes to steal your joy, to kill your faith that fuels hope, and to destroy your life. And when he's able to do that, he's accomplished his purpose. And so I want to encourage us all to learn to pause, to respond, which is so much more powerful and more effective than that emotional reaction that leaves no room for communication and the possibility of change. I'm not saying it's easy. I know it's challenging. But it's something that I'm learning to allow to become my default. Instead of reacting, to learn to respond. So there we have it. Can I just say again, thank you so much for listening and tuning in to the Candid Life podcast. I really, really appreciate all the support from all over the world. Thank you, listeners. I want you to know that I love you, and I pray for you. I would love to hear from you. Um, Your thoughts and contributions are so important to me. So you can do that by emailing me on livethecandidlife at gmail.com. That's livethecandidlife at gmail.com. Follow me on Instagram at Lydia Goggle. And please subscribe and share the podcast with friends and family. I will make you this one promise that when you listen to this podcast, the stories you will hear will inspire, challenge, and empower you to live differently so that you can impact your generation and the next for good. So until next time, remember your story matters because you matter. So live the candid life 24-7. God bless you. Inaendeshwa na Afripods.